They can continue to defend themselves. You know, the world's seen appalling images. Thousands of rockets in a space of hours raining down on Israeli cities. I got up this morning and started this at 7.38 o'clock. My calls, Hamas terrorists crossing in Israel, killing not only Israeli soldiers, but Israeli civilians. In the street, in their homes, innocent people murdered, wounded, entire families taken hostage by Hamas. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. The fake news said my personality would get us into a war. I'm telling you, that guy's going to get us into a war. But actually, my personality is what kept us out of war. the only president in nearly four decades who did not get America into any new conflicts. Instead, I brought our troops and our wonderful children back home. I brought them back home where they belong. Wow. President Trump there uh, kept us out of war, didn't he? Now, did Biden start this war? Well, yeah, by funding Iran. Still got a less than an hour on the show. I keep watching for the news reports. I Israel will probably send airstrikes into Iran. And then uh, if Iran retaliates and Russia joins them and Syria and Jordan and we got to come in and defend it. Oh, I mean, Trump kept us out of war and it's called leadership. Don't forget last week's curiously time testing of the national emergency alert we had uh, the media showcasing the eight republicans last week that voted against mccarthy right will the uh will they showcase these eight democrats that sided with the palestinians of course they won't watch watch and wait i my bet is we continue to fund ukraine and we'll leave israel to fund itself right i'm sure we'll see that happen democrat representative rash ida talib an outspoken critic of Israel, she was silent on Saturday. She's accused Israel, sitting U.S. congressman. Uh, she is Palestinian, so maybe that's why she's feeling this way. But she's accused Israel of committing ethnic cleansing against Palestinians and argued that Israel is an apartheid state. The Democrat Socialists of America hosted an all-out-for-Palestine rally in New York's Times Square on Sunday. They said, wear a mask so you're not recognized by being told Best to just let the swastikas do the talking. That was New York Post report, an op-ed to their editorial board. Wear a mask so you're not recognized. Best to just let the swastikas do the talking. That's the Democrat Socialists of America. Yeah, that's that's the party of Ilhan Omar, the Socialist Rat Pack, Cory Bush, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, Jamal, pull the fire alarm, Bowman, right? Congresswoman Bush issued a statement on the violence in Israel talking to social media calling for U.S. government support for Israeli military occupation and apartheid while professing sympathy for the dead and injured. Well, there's nothing wrong with sympathy for the dead and injured uh, because there's many people that are civilians on the Palestinian side that might feel like, hey, I want peace. I don't want to live like this. Uh, But probably far and few between. If they say that out loud, they'll probably be ostracized. And this is a moment 
for America. We are so divided here. There's no way there's going to be unification in Congress over these monsters over there. No way. Uh, you had Ilhan Omar. Uh, I condemn the horrific acts seeing unfold today in Israel against children, women, the elderly, and the unarmed people who are being slaughtered and taken hostage by Hamas. Uh Notice how she condemns the acts against children, women, the elderly, and the unarmed, implying that, I guess, I don't know, uh, attacking and killing Israeli defense forces is fine. You got the socialist rat pack telling Israel to stand down after they were attacked. After, what is it now, a thousand plus Israelis slaughtered by the Hamas terrorists, and you want to do a a, a timeout? No, no, no timeouts. And I don't think anybody now is under the illusion any longer that Israel's invincible, right? They, they breached their border security fence that was uh, said to be one of the best in the world. It had actually stopped terrorist attacks. The, uh, the missile dome system that they had, I don't know if somebody got in there and hacked that. Uh, but I don't know, are we going to keep giving aid to your, Ukraine? Or are we going to redirect it to, to Israel? Well, we don't know. Joe Biden put a lid on it uh, before 12 noon today. The ground invasion of Gaza uh, is coming. They're bombarded targets uh, today. Uh, Netanyahu stated they want to murder us all. And he sees it as it is. I, I know many of you saw what I saw. If you did spend some time to to look out, oh, maybe you were at Biden's barbecue. I don't, I don't know. But if you were an American that was really concerned and saddened and, and worried, right? Yeah, you watch stuff. I did. I could... Uh, the naked body of that woman paraded through the streets in the back of that pickup. I think it was the German girl who was over there visiting. My, uh, We've been waiting. I've been sitting here. I got my phone. Normally, it's to the side. I've had it in front of me the entire show right here. My dad's high school friend is in Israel, and they're trying to get to Jordan right now. The word is they're going to try and fly out of Jordan tomorrow, but we had a call in, and he was going to contact. We were trying to get him on the show, but I can understand not having a lot of time trying to flee a country. You had crowds surrounding uh, the pickup truck with that naked woman in it. Shouting Allah Akbar. Some of the crowd, youngsters, actually <laughs> spitting on the woman's body. The woman was later named as Shani Luke. Believed to have been kidnapped from Israel. They recognized her tattoo. She had long dreadlocks, her cousin told the Washington Post. She was at that outdoor music festival when they stormed the area. In one video, a crying woman was loaded onto a motorcycle reaching out in tears to the man that was being marched with his hands tied behind his back. I, I saw that this weekend, and I just saw it flash again up here during the commercial break there. I was looking up at Fox, and I saw that exact same video shot. She was at the festival. Uh, Hamas released a footage of a group of Israeli men laying on a concrete floor in a dark room with their hands tied behind their back as soon as the bright light was shown on them, uh, show their faces, they said they were soldiers, although not all of them were in uniform. And another one I saw, the soldiers were dragged out of a smoking tank before being forced to lie on the ground. One of them was executed. You saw the Palestinian men riding the streets on top of a captured Israeli armored car. Uh, I saw a guy that appeared to be, a, he had to be a dead Israeli soldier. He was pulled from the car by two men that were celebrating. His body was kicked and stamped on by the onrushing crowd that celebrated this victory. I saw one where an older, uh, an elderly Israeli woman looked like somebody's grandma 
Well, she uh, she looked unnaturally calm. She was being driven by armed men into the Gaza Strip on a golf cart, sitting there. And I thought, man, what's going through that that woman's head? I bet she lived there in in sixty seven and seventy three, right? There was another one of a terrorist with an automatic weapon. He opened the door to a building, and you could just see a pile of bodies. And he fired several shots into it in case anybody was wounded so they wouldn't be wounded anymore, so they'd be dead. Saw a picture of four dead people, two elderly, laying face down in their own blood at a bus stop with all the bullet holes around the bus stop. That means they were just sitting there. And somebody came by and... Saw another video of the terrorist shooting at passing cars from a white truck on a road. Uh, one picture I saw, a young woman was dead on the side of her car, a big old bullet wound in her side. Police chief of Rahat, a predominantly Arab town in southern Israel, was reported to have been killed as well. This happened in, in Egypt. There was an attack on Israelis. They were on a tourist bus in Alexandria, Egypt. And reportedly, it was an Egyptian policeman who opened fire on the tourists who were on the bus at the tourist site. Two Israelis, one Egyptian, were killed in that attack. The attacker, that presumed Egyptian policeman, has been taken into custody on that. Egypt saying they're now investigating. But expect much more of this now. And don't expect anything from the Biden team clown show. Uh, you know, there are people that say they got no idea what's going on, right? They know exactly what they're doing. Exactly what they're doing. You had National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan bragging a week ago about how quiet it was, how much quiet they have brought to the Middle East. How, how dare he say that this is how out of touch, how out of touch, listen to it, saying that uh, how quiet it is here. And what we said is we want to depressurize, de-escalate, and ultimately integrate the Middle East region. And the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. <laughs> Those words aren't going to live well long. IDF spokesman said Hamas will not be able to govern the Gaza Strip. They're going to come in, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to steamroll it, and they're going to control it. And I think now they wish they'd done that in the first place. And in addition to that, we are also to make sure that Hamas will not be able to govern the Gaza Strip. Because you see, the situation today is fundamentally different than what it was two days ago. And at the end of this war, we will change the situation for the better around our border in Gaza. And it will be much better for Israeli civilians and it will be better for the Palestinians as well. At least the Israelis, Prime Minister Netanyahu, warned residents of Gaza to leave now because we're going to operate forcefully everywhere. Did Hamas send out a little warning? Hey, kids that are at the rave, you might want to leave now because we're going to come in and we're going to uh, attack your soldiers. Nah, that's not how they played it. But at least Netanyahu is warning them, warning them of that. The Hamas terrorist invasion of Israel territory, Israeli territory, and the murder of Israeli soldiers today, and uh, the brutal murder of citizens is an act of savagery that must and will be crushed has to be it has to be dealt with very powerfully yeah joe biden put a lid on it today before noon yesterday had a barbecue picnic with live music 
I, I can't believe that. That's the worst bedside manner I've ever heard of any president. I always say presidents should not go play golf because something around the world is going to be happening at the moment they're playing golf and they're going to be, look at you, playing golf while fill in the blank burn. This is the ultimate of that. Tone deaf. Good word, Squires. That's exactly what Biden is. Tone deaf. No idea how that looks. Well, they're just showing their true self. Are there sleeper cells in America? How could there not be? That would be the dumbest terrorist ever if they didn't have sleeper cells already in here with our border wide open. Look what they did with a border that was really airtight up until it wasn't airtight, right? And in case you're worried or wondering what the fire is with the emergency vehicles and smoke and all that tonight. If you're driving anywhere near the Fresno Yosemite Airport, it's not a terrorist attack. It's the Fresno Fire Department. They're doing live burn exercises at night. I just thought I should say that because I know a lot of people are on edge, and rightfully so. You know, the Israelis or the uh, Palestinians always pick a religious holiday. To come in, 1973, Yom Kippur, the Israelis were finishing their final day of a Holy Week. uh, And so many people in the military police might have taken the day off, obviously, right? And we're celebrating at home with their families. Uh, When when do you think they would hit here in the United States? What's What's our biggest religious holiday? We wish you a merry kaboom. Right? Right. He outlined how the Israelis must now come together and unite. He called on the opposition parties to join a unity government. He suggested that a ground incursion into Gaza will be imminent. He said that Israel will secure its borders on the West Bank as well as in the north where Hezbollah has been testing Israel this morning, this afternoon. And he also said again to prepare the nation for war. He said that any of the misinformation and he called it fake news that there had been an Egyptian warning by Egyptian intelligence to him 10 days before this attack. He said that is absolutely not true and that that should not be believed, uh, even though it was published in some Israeli newspapers this morning. I'll make mistakes as president. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu addressing his nation and the world with one message, saying Hamas wanted war, Hamas will get war. He went on to describe the atrocities that have taken place in southern Israel and the preparations by his soldiers to get ready for what will be days of fighting, as Netanyahu described it. The response from Israel will reverberate through generations of Gazans as Israel prepares to continue strikes from the air and move ground troops into the Gaza Strip. So troops will be moving in. They're bombarding right now, Hamas has said. For every bomb you send over, every rocket you send over, we're gonna we're going to kill a hostage. The Taliban has asked for uh, the right to travel through to get there so they can bring some of those weapons with them, some of our weapons with them, right? Israel is at war. We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. But though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. Hamas is ISIS. And just as the forces of civilizations united to defeat ISIS, the forces of civilization must support Israel in defeating Hamas. The Israeli attack was made because we are perceived as being weak and ineffective and with a, le- a really weak leader. And 
We will discuss it in a few minutes. But isn't that a shame what's happening all over the world? Things are not what they were just three years ago. I get up in the morning, look at Joe and say, where the hell are we? Hamas will understand that by attacking us, they've made a mistake of historic proportions. We will exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades to come. I know people are right now being killed, right now being tortured, right now not wondering if they'll see their families again. Uh, small kind of scale version of this, but oil price surge. We're, we're going to be, I almost feel wrong even saying about gas prices now. It's so not important to with what's going on, but it does affect the world economy, which affects us all. It's predicted to hit $150 per barrel following this attack. We're already our gas prices. We're going to have to deal with the price surge again because we know Joe Biden strained the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And you know what that does? That gives so much leverage to these OPEC countries. And they'll take advantage of this of this conflict, of this all-out war, this complete siege of Gaza. As the hours tick by through Saturday morning, Joe Biden was not heard from. What's Joe talking about? First statement out of the White House was issued by National Security Council spokesperson, not Joe Biden. Joe Biden didn't didn't make the first statement. And then on Sunday, he held a barbecue and a party and today shut down before 12 noon. You know what that is? Uh, You know right now his handlers, whoever they are, uh, want him to be out there acting presidential. They just know he can't do it. I mean, they don't want any more failures. Not at a time like this, right? Israeli uh, intelligence failed. We do not want uh, the United States president to fail out on this stage by the world. For the better part of the past decade, the United States has a foreign policy that has gone to strengthen Iran. Think Obama. Thank Biden. The realignment, the Muslim Brotherhood, the summer, right? Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State. Uh, It's part of the New World Order. See, they want to realign the New World where America partners with Iran so that uh, what they say is we'll find a balance of power, right? It'll make the Middle East less dependent on the United States. See, we won't have to get involved if they can work all these things out. That, that, those words are right from Robert Malley, Barack Obama's lead negotiator on the Iran deal. Biden himself, in an op-ed in the Washington Post, spoke of an integrated Middle East. He used the phrase no less than three times to make sure, hey, this Biden administration, we're going to do just what the Obama administration did. Our commitment We're going to see Iran uh, not as an enemy, but they're going to be our helper in Middle East peace. Crazy. Uh, Don't they know? McCarthy, didn't he realize that the Democrats, no matter what, were going uh, to bite him, right? You You can't trust this. We know if they sit down, they don't want peace. They've stated it. They do not want to have any kind of settlement or any kind of agreement because that's their land their land the israelis do not belong there you should have never come back in 1917 with the balfour declaration you should never have stepped foot here this is the palestinian land this is our land not yours well israel predates all of that by a thousand years if you really want to get back to who laid who laid the claim first i 
I, I want to thank Eric that listens to the show. He texted me because last hour we were talking about Benjamin, Yat, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, somebody said he was a command, commando on the raid of Entebbe back in the 70s in Uganda with Idi Amin. Thanks to Eric. He said, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's older brother was the only Israeli fatality on the raid on Entebbe. So uh, thanks for that. So, the, yeah, there was a Netanyahu in there. I said that was a popular name in the Middle East, but it was his his older brother. See, Benjamin Netanyahu, he's lost family members to these terrorists. It makes a big difference, doesn't it? The people are united, and now the government needs to unite. I'm calling on the leaders of opposition to create a national unity government immediately, without precondition, as it was established with Menachem Begin on the eve of the Six-Day War. Dear Israeli citizens, we started, and I emphasize, we only started to strike Hamas. Hmm. Trump, he, uh, he halted all the aid to the Palestinians. They had their, you heard a pay for play, Trump called it pay for slay. See, what they did is they would give money to families who slaughtered Israelis. Trump stopped it. Biden administration quickly reversed that decision. Once you go, once you go look that one up, they're in such denial. When you send Iran money, when you reward Palestinian violence, uh, Biden has gone out of his way to uh, make Benjamin Netanyahu seem like a dangerous dude and you finance his enemies right when you do all this i think he knew what was going to happen they uh they're in denial uh, i go back to the taliban in afghanistan and and cnn uh, listen to their denial they're just chanting death to america but they seem friendly at the same time it's utterly bizarre the trevor carey show on the valley's Power talk. Well, uh, if you missed the interview at 430 with Breitbart's editor-in-chief, Alex Marlowe, podcast available at powertalk967.com, but he's got a chapter in there. The book is called Breaking Biden. This is the, the book on Biden's record and a lot about foreign policy and about the military equipment in Afghanistan when we when we departed, right? Remember that? Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world, and an air force against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Hmm. As Alex Marlowe, breaking Biden, as he's one of the chapters here, has some of what fell into the Taliban's lap. And they're now asking Iran and Jordan if they can use passageway to come fight with Hamas against Israel now that the shelling's going on in Gaza. They've cut electricity. They've cut the water off there as well. Uh, Here's the list. 208 aircraft were left in Afghanistan. This is your tax-paying money that's now being funneled to kill Israelis. And who knows? Maybe they some of them have been funneled over with the terrorist cells coming uh, through our border. Sleeper cells that could be right here. 61,000 military vehicles of all types including more than 2,000 armored vehicles and mine-resistant vehicles, 258,000 rifles, M16 and AK-47s, 56,000 machine guns, 31,000 rocket-propelled and handheld grenade launchers, 18,000 gravity bombs, 16,000 aviation rockets, 1,845 mortar systems with more than a million mortar rounds, 224 howitzer artillery guns, 30 million rounds of ammo, and 17,000 night vision devices. 
95 small drones. Maybe that's one of those drones I saw the video that took out the Israeli tank. And when the soldier was coming out all burned up, right? Uh, body armor, biometric security equipment. You knew it was there. You knew when you were leaving. And then you decide to pull out quickly knowing you were leaving that behind. Who does that? Well, Joe Biden did. But then again, who does that? Somebody that wants somebody to have those weapons. A kindergartner can figure that out. And now it looks like we know who got some of those. Secretary of State Blinken calling for an immediate ceasefire between Israel and Hamas after they invaded, right? After. They're, uh, right? It's like, yeah, we came in there and killed women and children and grandmas, and now we're just going to give them a, a, a timeout. Timeout. Hold on. No. Calling for a ceasefire. They're about to take Hamas. And if they can wipe them out, that could end more attacks and bloodshed. I, they, uh, They're having to pay a price for what they did, and countries got a right to defend themselves. And I'm sorry, you don't get a timeout moment. That's exactly how you get more terrorism. Now, the ceasefire comment that Blinken put out, that was deleted sometime this morning. But it really goes to show, man, there's a sickness. There's a sickness in the Biden administration. The very first response given out on Saturday as the attacks were going out was to blame both sides and to call for de-escalation. Women literally being murdered in the streets. Women stripped of their clothes. Defiled for those cameras. And you're going to act like it's a minor skirmish, right? Eh, Let's de-escalate, right? Uh, No reason to believe these are mistakes. The true feelings from the Biden administration are being shared right now. Oh, but they came back and deleted it later. The, the, The state of the U.S. government, it took more than 12 hours to get a one-sentence response to a massacre. And now our State Department has deleted two, I guess, accidental statements. And the second statement that was put out yesterday was when the president was barbecuing. Women and children murdered, slaughtered, kidnapped. Yeah, throw a a tri-tip on the grill there, right? Joe Biden having a barbecue picnic with live music. That's what the Biden administration is. It's filled with Obama-era officials. They they would just assume Israel would be wiped off the face of the earth rather than literally come out and speak clearly about evil. You know what? When people people share who they are, believe them. Believe them. You know, that's that's something I've learned as I've gotten older. When people show you who they are, truly believe it. MSNBC... Oh my word! They, they, uh, they. Of course, they're AOC, uh, the socialist rat pack, right? Rashida Tlaib, Palestinian congresswoman. Uh, they're on their side, but you had the Anti-Defamation League CEO Jonathan Greenblatt on, and I just, I, I love to hear this. I'm gonna let you hear it. He set them straight, man. Why it's so important that you are appearing here today? Well. So I will be honest and maybe a little more vulnerable than I normally would be. These have been some of the hardest days of my adult life. I don't ever remember a moment like this. Um, I have family in Israel right now under siege and being deployed to the front lines. I have staff who can't locate their family. I have friends who are gone. 
I am angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of Hamas. I must say, I love this show and I love this network, but I've got to ask who is writing the scripts? Hamas, the people who did this, they are not fighters, Jonathan. They are not militants, and I'm looking right at the camera. They are terrorists. It is a barbarian who rapes and brutalizes women, who tear, kills children in front of their parents, and then brings them over to Gaza. Mm. It's anti-defamation league. These aren't reports that we're getting. Because reports can be fabricated. Uh, you know, you don't have to believe everything that you see reported. But we actually have film on this. And this is what Greenblatt was talking about here. These aren't just reports. These were filmed gleefully by the barbarians who committed these grotesque crimes. They filmed, for example, an elderly woman in her home in one of these towns. They burned her alive in her house because she was too infirm to take out. And, you know, parading women bleeding from the crotch because they were raped throughout Gaza while people hoot and holler and cheer. Yeah. While GVWire.com here in Fresno runs a headline, Middle East sees surge of support for Palestinians amid war with Israel. Exactly, yeah. So look, you know, when we say, oh, this was an escalation, it was bound to happen, I am sorry. This was a massacre that was pre-planned. This was not destined to happen. It is not normal to shoot teenagers in the back, hundreds of them. Mm. GVWire.com, headline two, Hamas unexpected attack forces Israel to rethink its Palestinian strategy. Yeah, I would say that it's going to make them rethink their strategy. Uh, they're coming in right now with ground troops. And I still got, what, 15 minutes here on the show. I said, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm announcing that Israel has done uh, airstrikes on Iran. Oh, it's 3 a.m. hour over there right now. So, hey, uh, who knows? By uh, sunrise over there right now, I don't know whether that'd be 9 o'clock tonight, 10 o'clock, that uh, you, you're going to see something. You will. So I just think, like, guys, get the story right. And all these pictures of, like, you know, m missiles or the rubble in Gaza, please talk to the Israeli mothers and fathers who lost their children. Talk to the grandchildren whose grandparents were seized as hostages. And please stop calling this a retaliation. This is a defensive measure against an organization that is committed to one thing, killing Jews. Mm -hmm. That was Jonathan Greenblatt with the Anti-Defamation League. He's the CEO on MSNBC calling out MSNBC. Sky News had the former Palestinian military information minister on. And this is it's a spiritual battle. This is this is a spiritual battle. And there's going to be a whole lot of lying in a spiritual battle. You know, Hamas didn't attack civilians. What are you guys seeing on these videos? What Hamas is doing is they're targeting Israeli civilians, women, children, grandmothers. No, they are not. Uh, is that is that 
Is that not a classic terror? Isn't that classic terrorism? They're not fighting the Israeli government. They're fighting ordinary people. That's one way of putting it, but it's not true. I think Hamas mainly attacked military establishments, military installations. And most of the people they, they have arrested and uh, taken as uh, pres- war, uh, war prisoners are military people. I do not accept attacking any civilian. Uh, uh, I do not accept that Israelis attack our civilians. But look at what Israeli planes are doing now in Gaza. They, they are bombarding houses. They're bringing down to earth, and you've shown, you've shown that on your, uh, on your screen. Uh, whole apartments, whole buildings, high-rise buildings are brought down to the ground, and we already are reporting, uh, receiving uh, reports about families who are killed. Yeah, and there's going to be more. If somebody walks up and hits you in the face with a hammer, uh, and then you respond back, even if you can after something like that, suddenly you're you're the bad guy for responding back. Look, you hit me in the head. Yeah, look what you just did. It's one of the worst days since the founding of Israel, and the numbers keep rising. So you did not attack kids, huh? What about the five-year-old kid? I saw the video taken to Gaza and was abused by the the Gaza children. Because, see, they've been, they've been trained and indoctrinated that the Jews are vermin and you must kill them. It, it brings back images of the Holocaust is what it did. These scum managed to occupy seven towns, going to house to house, setting fire, shooting at families. I saw footage of a terrorist shooting at a car with a family inside. The uh, the local police station in that town was taken over. 20 police officers were killed and 20 are missing, probably hostages, right? So there's nobody to come to the defense of the family inside. There was a video I saw of a terrorist, and uh, he was still alive, but the Army took the bulldozer and just caved the building in on him. I saw another one. 70 terrorists were tied up and stripped because they strip them to make sure that they have no explosive belts on them. Uh, Israel's calling in the reserves uh, more than tens of thousands. They say they're going to get it up to 300,000. Tanks are being mobilized on the southern border. Uh, the uh, Hamas is holding hostages inside their combat tunnels. And if Hezbollah and Jordan joins the war, uh, I mean, excuse me, from Lebanon, if Hezbollah from Lebanon joins the war, they got about 200,000 missiles aimed at Israel. And so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Israel going after their uh, their airports and electric plants in, in Lebanon. I mean, they'll have to destroy Lebanon's infrastructure if Hezbollah gets into the war. I, uh, in case you've forgotten here, the Democrats, they've been openly allied during Trump's presidency. It was Obama. He illegally delivered a secret plan loot. So remember all the planes with the unmarked cash on the pallets to Iran? <laughs> remember, remember when Trump took out, what was his name? Solomon, or the, uh, the Iranian terrorist leader that organized tax against Americans. You had the Democrats. You had the media accusing Trump of being a war criminal. Pelosi even apologized. Biden has lifted sanctions on Iran's oil production as well. They've now up, they made $300 billion since Biden took office. And he's a liar when he says the U.S. stands with Israel. This is the Trevor Carey Show.
on the Valley's Power Talk. Now, I know throughout the history of the world, surprise armed invasions have been conducted without electronic communications. But, you know, Israel's capabilities to monitor, uh, I think that would have been the best way to not have uh, them to know they were coming in. You know, go old school. Avoid using electronic forms of communication. But, you know, with this technology, there's absolutely no way U.S. intelligence didn't know this was coming. Or Israeli intelligence. I don't know who told them to keep quiet, not alert the Israeli defense forces. Did they let it happen? Did Biden let it happen to give Netanyahu a black eye? Caught him off guard. Historic failure for Israeli intelligence services. I saw this message. An American man, 23 years old, sent his message before going missing from that from that rave. He texted his parents, I love you and I'm sorry. And then he became unreachable. Hirsch Poland was his name, turned 23 this week. He was out there celebrating when they invaded the party and started attacking all those young people out there at that, uh, at, at that rave. They uh, drove the, the tanks in. They stole the tanks and drove, <laughs> and drove them in. 5,000 rockets were fired uh, within the first 20 minutes, and then they flooded the streets and taking hostages. They're now saying that for every airstrike that goes into the Gaza Strip, which is 21 square miles. Kingsburg is 30 miles away. It's a small area. For every rocket they send in, they said they are going to start uh, killing. Start killing the hostages. And they're going to put them up online, they said. Man, this is, this is worse than ISIS. He thought it could either get that way. The Israeli attack was made because we are perceived as being weak and ineffective and with a, le- a really weak leader. And we will discuss it in a few minutes. But isn't that a shame what's happening all over the world? Things are not what they were just three years ago. Pray for Israel. Pray for Israel. Thanks to Agent Squires. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Three o'clock. John Girardi, he's coming up next. Good night.